they couldn't stop a, a fucking I got nothing right now. I have no idioms, but they are really bad. And the receiving threats of the Bengals will do very well this week. Uh, Raven seconding. Raven secondary is like Sean with idioms right now. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fresh fucking out. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Footfools Podcast. I'm your friend, Richard Yan. Joining me, as always, is your friend, Sean Cipher. We are on our second-to-last show, Sean. How exciting, our penultimate episode. And for those of you who are still in the playoffs, we are glad you're joining us, and we will help you get to that championship round. Believe you me. But first, Sean, how are you doing, and what are you drinking tonight? I am actually just drinking some Coca-Cola and some water. Um, I, I just the Angel's really cocktail. Been... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just haven't really been in like a, um, in like a super like alcohol mood lately. Mm. Be- I think it's because of how cold it's been. Oh, really? I love yeah. alcohol when it's cold. I just haven't been in the mood for it. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I've been kind of sitting here going, I, I, I should stop and get alcohol on the way home. That way, like, I actually have it, and maybe I'll consider it. Because I'm also like, well, I don't want to go out and get alcohol. <laughs> so, you have Drizzly in your area? Uh, maybe. I don't know for sure. I still can't believe that shit's, like, legal, by the way. What, alcohol delivery? Yeah. Wow. I I think it's perfectly makes sense that it's legal. Well, how though? Like, how do they verify that you're 21? You come to the door and show them your ID. And the first time you show it, you like read. I think it registers on the Drizzly app, and then they'll just drop it off. Hmm. Uh, it still seems super like super game gameable to me. Yeah, but for sure. Whatever. Who cares? If I was 16, I'd be trying to game it. Definitely. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? All right. But anyway, I digress. For all you 16-year-olds out there, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, I would never <laughs> recommend or suggest it, but I would I would say that it probably would be the easiest way to do it. Um, You know Kumail uh, Nanjiani from Silicon yes, Valley? Yes, I do. He, oh, yeah. I love Kumail Nanjiani. There was a Google, there's an interview the Silicon Valley cast did with Google or something on the Google campus, and they got on this topic of butt chugging, which is when you, you know what it is for the listeners at home, it's uh, when you soak alcohol, when you soak a tampon in in alcohol and you put it up your butt and you get drunk that way. Um, And Kumail Nanjiani was like, I'm not saying you should butt chug. I don't. I don't. I'm not recommending it at all. But if you do, you'll pass a breathalyzer. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my He's God. Like, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I would never recommend it. But also, um, you know what? <laughs> movie i saw him in uh that was fucking 
like way better than I would have expected it to be. The wasn't he in Immortals? I have no idea. That new Marvel movie. Was he? Yeah, I think he's one of the Immortals. He got huh. jacked for that role too. Oh, the Eternals. The Eternals, yes. Eternals, yes. Um I didn't know he was in that actually. But yeah, he's been jacked for a couple of years now, I think. Mm. Uh but have you have you seen The Big Sick? I have not, no, but I heard good things about it. It's a uh, it's a rom-com of uh and it just I don't know, that's a really good movie. I must I got to see it, I guess. Yeah, put it on your list. Put it on the old list. Um yeah, write it on the list. Log it in. Log it in. <laughs> and otherwise, I'm doing pretty well to get us back on track. Um <laughs> you know, uh kind of dealing with another covid issue. So, hoping yeah, Sorry, man. that I test negative on Friday. Um and can like see my family this weekend because I'm gonna be fucking pissed if I test positive and can't see people for Christmas. Yeah, stay but safe out there. It's what folks. it is. Yeah, fucking mask up, please, for the love of God. If it'll help, um, John, I'll send you some thoughts and prayers. Ah, oh, I am reborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Sean. You have nothing to worry about. COVID isn't real. It's true. I'm immunized to it, so right, you know. Right. <laughs> my toe, on the other hand, oh my god, oh it hurts <laughs> my toe so bad. Ooh, <laughs> pay attention to that, please. Joe Rogan doesn't have a cure for a toe sprain. No, the only cure for a toe sprain is DMT, but you can now buy it through the <laughs> JoeRogan.com store. DMT <laughs> for all your ales. <laughs> How are you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm is, doing. We're two episodes away. We're we're fucking off the rails. Yeah, yeah. It's there's like fucking. If it were any audience, it'd be like one sixteenth that is still listening to any fantasy content. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, we have like, some the of that. Thing is, is like how how can you possibly expect us to get on here and give you any fucking advice? How, did you see week fifteen? Nothing fucking matters. Like. No everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> yeah. For Who's those of you didn't football is it anyways. Uh, well I'm good. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm having a nice little whiskey. Um, everything in my life is going great except for, uh, fantasy football, my one true love. But other Dang. than that, it's good. <laughs> having a basil Hayden 10 year to drown my sorrows in. Nice. And uh, it's going great. My opponent scored 91 points, and he beat me by 20 points. Because <laughs> uh, I made the mistake of playing Julio Jones, of drafting Julio Jones, really. Oh. <laughs> pain. Uh, to, Endless to give you, pain. To give you guys a recap on my season, I drafted Saquon Barkley. He got hurt. I did a fucking... 48D chess move traded him for Christian McCaffrey, who was also hurt, but coming back next week. Um, I was like, I'll eat this one week of McCaffrey injury, and then I'm going to have McCaffrey. And like, 
Saquon, I don't trust in his health. I don't know, something spooky here. It was such a like big brain move, and then McCaffrey came back for one game and then got injured again. So egg on my face. And I have Julio injured. I had Michael Carter in and out. Um, God, who else did I have? I had Aaron Jones injured at some point. It was bad. It was real bad. I could hardly feel the whole team. Uh, Honestly, people, it's kind of a miracle the guy stuck with this podcast through the year. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut down. I'm going to try to cut my leagues at least in half next year. Three leagues. Yeah. So, like, I think I so I ended up playing in um, our Dynasty League, the Yahoo League. Mm. And then I, I played in the Megalobowl of uh, the fantasy footballers. And yep. then I ended up getting tapped to manage a second team in the Megalobowl. Mm. So you had five. Four. Four. Oh, yeah, four. This is why you're bad at fantasy football. You can't fucking count. I can't do math. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I, I, dude... It is fucking tough to manage four teams. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so much. There's so much like labor that goes into it, and you know, you get a you get an alert, and it's like this guy's out, and you're like, okay, now I gotta go fucking put this guy on my IR spot in this league. Then I gotta look at who's available. Mm-hmm. I gotta make sure, you know, if I'm in a fab league, I gotta sit here and be like, okay, when waivers clear. Will I be able to afford them for this price? How much should I bid on them? How important are they? How much? And then you have to do that four fucking times. Mm-hmm. You know what I hate? The leagues that have daily waivers. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, this guy's hurt. Let me go grab someone real quick. And it's like, ah, daily waiver. Yeah, the like, what do they call them? Uh, rolling waivers, I think they call them. Yeah. So that's how they did it in the Megalobowl. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not sure if I'm a huge fan of this, but like also I kind of understand it to an extent. Yeah, um, it it sucks for like Sundays if you're if you have a game time decision on Sunday. Yeah, like you had you had better prepare a backup in advance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really that's really when it like started to hurt. Like, I can't imagine getting through week 15 with daily waivers i had someone in my league um get 125 points week 15 in half point ppr how many how many like um and he had the receiver fours did they start they had tyreek hill they had cooper cup they had foster murray wide receiver fours (laughs) you know started the guys that actually put up points this week (laughs) He had, it was just Tyree Kill and Cooper Cup who got like 26 points and 30 points. Damn. Wow, that's insane. Um, the rest of the league got like 80 points each. Uh, okay, so let's get into our quick question before we get into fantasy content. Um, it's going to be, it's a question from the Board Game Wits and Wagers, estimation question. Um, we're going to try to get as close as we can without going over, yada, yada, you get the drill. All right, Sean, you ready? <clears throat> I am ready. How many munchkins were cast 
for the Wizard of Oz? How many munchkins were cast for the Wizard of Oz? Hmm. So, not gonna lie, you started reading this, and you were like, how many munchkins? And I was like, can the average adult fit in their mouth? <laughs> we answered that question, too. Does, does, does Dunkin' Donuts still call them munchkins? Do they still sell those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I feel like I haven't had them in far too long. Oh, they're great. They're so good, aren't they? They're like, really they're better great. than donuts, despite being literally the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many munchkins were cast for the Wizard of Oz? Also, by the way, if you if anyone knows how donuts are made, they know they will know those munchkins are bullshit. Because, like, donuts are made by taking out a stretched piece of dough and rolling it into a circle. It's not like they punch out the circle in the middle, you know? It's not like a flat piece of dough and they punch out a circle. So donut Rich holes. Dan, up. open up. No. It's the donut police. He knows too much. <laughs> Richard, run. <laughs> oh no, they got me. Oh god, it's jelly. Oh god. Oh, he's been shot. <laughs> no, that's just jelly. Oh god, it'll never come out. <laughs> Um. All right. So, how also, many? For the record, yeah. not all donuts are made that way. Really? Because I saw a machine that this place uses for bagels and donuts, and it blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> it was this automatic bagel and donut shaper, mm -hmm. and it basically, uh, it looked like a fucking torture device, but it would take. It was like this tube that basically the machine would chop the dough, right? You'd feed dough into the machine and it would chop it into chunks. And then it would roll the chunks so that they got rounded. Um, and then it would put it down as like conveyor tube. And it would mm -hmm. like the, tube, the dough would come down the tube and it would hit this like cone. Mm -hmm. Basically... It would hit the tip of the cone head on and it would like spread because the the way the conveyor timed, it hit it with enough force that it just like hit the center of the ball and then it like went up the cone and got wider, right? The hole in the middle got wider oh, as it yeah, went up the yeah. cone. Mm -hmm. And then it would rotate. And that piece of dough, right, the cone would, like, drop, like, a 90-degree angle, mm -hmm. and another one would come down to take its place, and then the dough right. would fall off the cone that is now pointed down into another, like, conveyor system that would move them over to an area where you could then, like, pick them up and put them on trays and shit. Mm. And I swear, the machine, like, that, that description is hard to follow, right? Because, like, yeah. and use a lot of imagination there. But it was the coolest fucking thing I see, I've ever seen when it comes to that <laughs> shit. And I was just like, damn, look at that thing go. Like, it was pumping bagels out. Because that is a time, as someone who makes bagels on his own sometimes, <laughs> it's a time-consuming process to shape those fucking things. <laughs> it's a cool description, Sean. It sounds like a cool machine. But it also sounds like exactly what Big, big Donut will have you believe. <laughs> You know what, man? 
I want to believe Big Donut. <laughs> They've done nothing but be good to me my entire life. Hail corporate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Munchkins from The Wizard of Oz. The the minions of the witch. Wait, what? No. That was the monkeys. Yeah. No, sorry. The wicked witch. The, the witch of the east. The good one who died. Like in the very beginning. Weren't they the minions of the the Witch of the East? No, I thought, weren't they like oppressed by her? Oh, yeah. Ding dong, the witch is dead, right? Yeah. yeah the wicked yeah. witch, the evil witch. Yes. I don't okay, actually well, think they say the evil witch. They think they just call her the wicked witch. All right. How many the of them were The unfortunate part about Sean? this is we can't look that up to verify it because we might stumble across this. <laughs> Um, so here's my logic ready I -hmm. think they only cast I can't remember how like what other scenes the munchkins show up in besides the the like first scene in Oz but I imagine that's the only that's the scene that has the most munchkins and therefore however many munchkins are in that scene is how many munchkins were cast because if any munchkins show up anywhere else they're just going to reuse the same people. Hmm. So if you can picture that scene, <laughs> how many were there? I'm going to say like 45. That's I was kind of thinking up there, right? Yeah. I could be wrong. It could be like 100. It could be. I just I'm not picturing it. It's know. really. Yeah. It's tough because like I my brain kind of says like, well, that time period, like they didn't. You know, just like CGI in the same people over and over. Mm-hmm. But I do know the Wizard of Oz was very technically advanced for its time. And it made a lot of jumps in what film did. Hmm. And part of me is like, maybe they did do that to an extent within their technological limits. Hmm. But I don't think so. Okay. I... I think I'm going to say like 20 because I don't remember there being a ton of them and like having, you know, 40 ish people on screen at once. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember them ever showing up outside of that scene. Yeah. And I feel like 20 to 44 is a pretty good range. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with 20. 20. Okay. Yeah, watch it be 19. <laughs> yeah, I really... Absolutely dunked on. I really just have no idea. Like, I... That's a very difficult one. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we will find out the answer at the end of the show. Stick around for that. Um, we're going to do our fantasy content a little different this week. We're going to go straight into the matchups, and we're going to update you on injury news as we go through the matchups. All right, ready, Sean? Ready. Let's do it. Thursday night, we have San Francisco versus Tennessee. Um, Let me pull up the playoff picture here. The Niners are in the playoffs as of now, um, and so are Tennessee. Tennessee has the third spot in the AFC. 49ers are the ninth, or sorry, 49ers are the sixth in the NFC. Um, right, so, Rich, I'm going to save us some time on this podcast 
Mm-hmm. Let's only talk about the people that aren't in the playoffs. Okay. Because there's only five teams that are in the playoffs as of right now. What? There's only five teams that have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, I see. There are five teams that are not in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I in mean, they're... Isn't it insane? I mean, they're like... <laughs> that is insane. But I meant that um, they're in the spot. Like, they're sixth right, right now. if it ended today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So competitive game. Elijah Mitchell is ruled out for this game. He was a game. He was going to be a game time decision, but they ruled him out today. Um, AJ Brown is coming back for this game. So kind of underwhelming performances from a lot of the options, except for Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson kind of balled out last week for with uh, 110 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Also caught two passes, only for nine yards though. Um, 21 points in PPR. It's pretty good. So with Elijah Mitchell out, it's probably going to be Jeff Wilson again, right? Um, and the rest of rest of the squad here, George Kittle had an okay game. Brandon Ayu kind of had a terrible game. Um, and Debo had a good game. Um, 60 yards, uh, four receptions on five targets. So. Still the same starters, I think, in San Fran. Um, and in Tennessee, God, do in, they need a... Go ahead. In half PPR, Debo Samuel is the number two wide receiver. And Damn. in the last four games, his receiving yard totals have been 60, 22, 12, 15. That's crazy. He's had, and he's still number two. He only caught four passes this last week, and then the three games prior, he only caught one pass in each of them. Yeah. But he rushed for 29 yards this week, 37 last week, 66, and 79 yards, and has scored five rushing touchdowns in the last (laughs) week. (laughs) Or in the last uh, four games. Yeah, you know how we talk about running backs who catch being valuable? It goes the other way with Debo Samuel. Right? Yeah. Holy shit, man. Pretty crazy. What I feel like they should give him line. They should give him a running back designation next year. If he keeps right? going like, like this. He's doing the fucking the Corderell Stewart thing, man, where it's like slash. Uh what? Oh, uh Cordell Cordell Stewart was uh nicknamed Slash. Oh, yeah. Because he was quarterback slash wide receiver slash running back. Ah, I see. I see. Like Taysom Hill. Yes. Taysom Hill is absolutely the current Cordell Stewart. <laughs> just, just fucking weird. <laughs> weird thing to say, huh? Yeah. Um, in Tennessee, AJ Brown is returning, and God, do they need him because Julio Jones is i think this is the career right sean um julio jones with i hope not man hamstring strain out multiple weeks um maybe because i'm pretty sure he like practiced in full today Hmm. i'd like yeah let me let me verify that it's really weird yeah so, 
Julio Jones was listed as a full participant on Wednesday and has no injury designation. Really? Yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> okay. It's uh, it's just fucking weird because I, I'm with you. This was, everyone was like, oh, yep, he's done for the year. That's his career. Yeah. And it's like, no, three days later, he's like, no, I'm doing fine. Like, what? You know what's going to happen? He's just going to be, like, average for the rest of the regular season and the fantasy season, therefore. Um, but, like, in the playoffs, he's going to ball out, like, one game. Like, mm-hmm. absolute dominate and take him one round later than they deserve to. <laughs> and Derrick Henry right? will be back? Like, geez. Watch out for the Titans, guys. Yeah, if Henry comes back, like, they become just, like, a lot scarier. Yeah. I can't um, think he might come back though. That's crazy. What did he have? Just an just a knee sprain? No, I think he had a um it's some kind of foot issue. I think like a mm. maybe Liz Frank? No, no way. I vaguely remember it was something that should have ended his career or ended his year. Sorry. Not his career. <laughs> Don't you know Jones there. fracture. Is it Jones fracture? Yes. Oh, I feel like that's a big deal. Broke his fifth metatarsal. I agree. Like, it seems really fast. <clears throat> Although, reading on Wikipedia, it says initial treatment is typically in a cast without any walking on it for at least six weeks. But well, I also okay. think he got surgery on it? No way. I think he did. He got surgery and recovered in, like, what, a month? I think so. That's nuts. Um, Derrick Henry had his... uh, Titans running back, Derrick Henry, had his Jones fracture surgery earlier this week for the broken bone in his foot, November 3rd. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. What a fucking champ. Two-month surgery recovery. Right? Jesus. Um, Yeah. Okay, so I, I think it's for... For this game, week 16, I think it's just A.J. Brown that you start, right? On the Titans side? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can... I think you can start down to Foreman. He's been getting a lot of volume with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did um, leave... Oh, he was a full participant in practice. He left the game early on Sunday was a full participant in practice um today Mm -hmm. so i was gonna say i think you can um start dontrell hilliard if he's out but deonta foreman's actually just been doing really well and getting a ton of volume so um yeah i think you start foreman for sure uh that's for thursday night make sure you guys set your lineups for that like right now if you're listening on thursday um, hey, so I actually have a uh, decision to make that's relevant to this game. Ooh, okay. I have Dynasty. I'm in. I'm in our round two. Mm-hmm. I have friend of the show, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Do we have him in studio? Uh not tonight. He's prepping for the game. He's actually uh, quarantined because of the protocols. You know, with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. All right. Yeah. Uh, he sends his love though. Okay. Um, Thanks, Pat. Maybe after the season, you know, once all the COVID protocols kind of settle down. 
Um, so I have Pat Mahomes, and I'm worried about Kelsey and Hill missing. And ah, man, there's part of me wondering if I should just start Jimmy Garoppolo tomorrow over Pat Mahomes. Over Pat Mahomes. This isn't Dynasty, so you can't really pick up a QB on the day, right? Right. On Sunday. I could start Zach Wilson, basically, <laughs> if if uh, those two are out. I would probably risk Mahomes or Wilson rather than go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the like reason I'm considering it is that like Jimmy's been pretty good this year mm-hmm. and the Titans are an excellent run defense mm-hmm. and they're getting beat through the air by opposing quarterbacks, especially in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like a, a good start. I think Jimmy's a good start this week regardless. And I'm just like, do I just play it safe? Do I just go super safe? But the thing that actually can also help me make that decision, as you pointed out, is that, you know, I can just risk Mahomes and Wilson. And as the Jets are at home this weekend against the Jags. So, yeah, I think it's fine if you do that. Yeah, I think that's an OK pivot. OK, we have Saturday games again. Cleveland versus Green Bay is our first one. Um, Let me take a look. It's. It's just Nick Chubb on the Cleveland side of the football, right? Yeah. Uh, Baker. He will be available for this game. So, yeah. And Kevin Stefanski is also back. <laughs> Good for him. Um, but it's still just going to be Nick Chubb, right? Yes. Yeah. I, um, I don't think there's... I suppose you can consider Jarvis Landry... He'll probably be necessary because I imagine they'll have to put up points against Green Bay to like compete. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to, you know, and that's also only if he clears the COVID protocols. So, yeah, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. Um, On the other side, Aaron Rodgers did not practice on Wednesday, nor did he Tuesday, but he last week he didn't practice all week and he's still like diced up the Raiders so um or sorry diced up the Ravens so I I don't think it matters I mean Aaron Rodgers is like almost 40 he has so many immunizations that keep him going so he's immunized um, to playing bad football <laughs> that's the first immunization really good one mm-hmm. and it one seems like most for the most part, people are healthy on this team. So Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Robert Tunyon. If you're cheeky, start him. You you killed them all by saying that. <laughs> like they're all going to die this weekend. The footfuls jinx. You did this. Also, Tunyon is actually uh, he's he is done for the year. Really? He's on the yeah. depth chart. Uh, where? What depth chart are you looking at? I'm on Sleeper. Oh, yeah, Sleeper's depth charts aren't, uh, they're not, like, updated. He blew his knee out a couple weeks back. I think he tore his ACL. Sad. Uh, Sad. Okay, I guess don't start Tunyon. 
Yeah, he tore his ACL in week eight. So, I mean, unless you want to be really cheeky. <laughs> Big Bob coming at you. You got like a hundred point fucking projection above your opponent. Yeah, fuck it, start him. <laughs> Dunk on them. <laughs> Our Saturday, second Saturday game is Indianapolis versus Arizona. Uh, let's... Or should we just say Jonathan Taylor versus Arizona? Um, that's like the only it's person you st- start here, right, Sean? Do you have any faith in Michael Pittman still? With no. his one catch last week? Unfortunately, no. It's really disappointing the year for Pittman because he had such an incredible start. Um, yeah. You know, I was so excited for him. I was like, hell yeah, I'm pumped that like, Pittman made it you know and it just turns out that this this offense like frank reich is just he's not going to throw the ball unless they absolutely need to and i mean it's it's working out super mm-hmm. well you know like it, it, i i can't even argue against it <laughs> yeah Unfortunately for fantasy football, it does just mean you start Jonathan Taylor and don't. The Colts are in playoff position right now. Um, They have the fifth seed if it ended today. But I feel like once you get to the playoffs, someone's going to figure out this offense. Someone's going to figure out how to stop Jonathan Taylor, how to beat this offensive line. And it's going to be up to Carson Wentz for one game, and that's just going to end in disaster. I don't know, man. Like, I'm I'm with you, right? Like, because I feel like someone will do it. But uh, it's tough. It's tough to bet against him right now. Like, even this last week, right? Like, everyone was kind of talking about, like, oh, this will probably be Jonathan Taylor's worst game against the Patriots because they'll just game plan mm-hmm. to remove him so much. Mm-hmm. And they, they did for the hard. They you did know, for the most part, yeah. For the most part, like he had a absolutely huge breakaway touchdown that if he didn't have, yeah, yeah his week would have been pretty horrendous. Right. But the fact that he still was able to get that breakaway touchdown, like it just goes to show that like he has that big play capability. And um I don't know. It's hard to bet against. I don't yeah. I don't disagree, though, that at some point in the playoffs, they will have to throw, and when they do, that will be their downfall. Um, yeah. Because even Carson Wentz, like, he's been decent for fantasy football at points in this year. He still hasn't looked good, you know? Yeah. Um, and on the Cardinals side, Kyler Murray kind of had a lackluster game last week against Detroit. Detroit won this game. Uh took them in onto the number two pick which is which is uh suspect but i guess it's not teams that want to tank that's front offices um so they lost to lions pretty embarrassing if you ask me um regardless i still think james connor kyler murray are good starts and you can if you need someone desperately AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz. You like any of these guys, Zach? Uh, Zach, Sean. <laughs> um, ugh. I don't know, dude. Like, I, 
me look up, up Christian Kirk. I, I I don't really know how you guys have been doing this year. Like, I just haven't. I haven't heard much about him. He had a good game last week, yeah, but Detroit. pretty okay. up and down otherwise. Yeah, like I don't know. I kind of, I kind of don't really want to start anyone here except for Connor Murray and Ertz. Is this team just dead without Hop? No, I don't think so. I think it's just like I don't think they have like a guy you're confident in starting for fantasy football. Yeah. Uh in the receiving game outside of like Zach Ertz. Yeah. Or for real football, you think they're dead? I don't think so, no. Um Murray is a very difficult quarterback to defend. Yep. And the wide receivers there are talented. That defense is strong. And honestly, even with Hop, like Hop didn't really do a ton this year, you know? Yeah, not for fantasy, but I imagine Hop drawing coverage is something Cliff Kingsbury relied on. Absolutely, I can agree with that. Yeah. It does definitely impact that that aspect, you know? Yeah. Um but I, I don't think they're dead. I think that's a that would be an over overstatement for sure. Okay. Um, uh, did you know this is the only time uh, in NFL history that a one-win team has beaten a ten-win team? Huh. What a fun fact. I'm going to double-check that right now, but I'm 99% <laughs> sorry and I saw that stat this week. All right. While you do that, we're going to move on to Detroit. Detroit. Um, Detroit versus Atlanta. This is our first Sunday game. Yeah, this um, is the first time in NFL history a team with one victory or fewer defeated a team with 10 or more wins by double digits. Hell yeah. A, a little more specific than I said. Dan Campbell. Kneecaps? Is this it? Is this, <laughs> the, is this the start of the Campbell dynasty? Dude, we said last week, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We said this is the beginning. Yeah. The Dan They're gonna dynasty. They're going to come into Arizona. They're going to win. <laughs> then... They're the going dynasty? to Atlanta. The Dynasty. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Kneecap Corral. Um, the Detroit Lions <laughs> are one of five teams that are out of playoff contention. They are the number two pick right now, underneath the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and DeAndre Swift for fantasy. DeAndre Swift is practicing. Um, returned to limited practice on Wednesday. That's good news. First on-field work since his AC sprain on his shoulder um, on Thanksgiving. So, yay for Swift managers, which is one of which is me. And what do you think this does for Amon Ross St. Brown? I feel like Amon Ross St. Brown will keep his role in this offense. Honestly, uh, if if... DeAndre Swift returns this week. Mm -hmm. I think Amon Ra St. Brown will bust this week. Really? Because they're playing the Falcons. Why why is the Falcons back? I, I just think DeAndre Swift will annihilate them and they won't need to do any throwing. Hmm. Except okay. to DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but um, um to be completely serious, uh he like he will um, he will suffer if Swift returns. Um, yeah. because like 
double-digit targets past three weeks. Yeah, which is the three weeks that, you know, Swift has been gone. Yep. And uh, so it will will absolutely impact him. He just won't have the ceiling he's had. But I think he'll still do well. Um, I also think that on top of just DeAndre Swift missing time, I think Josh Reynolds has helped this team out a lot, um, which yeah. we mentioned when he uh, got claimed by them, mm-hmm. which was this is another talented receiver and having another option in the passing game will help the entire offense. And since Reynolds has gotten there, Amon Ross St. Brown has been very, very good for fantasy. Um, right. And Josh Reynolds has also been pretty solid himself. Yeah. I actually am thinking about playing him this week in the playoffs. Josh Reynolds. You love Josh Reynolds. I do love Josh Reynolds. (laughs) Uh, And uh, for the listeners, the reason I love Josh Reynolds is uh, I dominated with him in Madden one game and uh, (laughs) just started paying too much attention to him in real life football. You know, and uh, I think he's actually a pretty talented wide receiver. You know, Sean makes a lot of his decisions or not a lot, but he's made more than one decisions this way by just how the player does on Madden. Yeah, and it sounds silly, but like, I feel like those decisions usually pan out. Right, Sean? They they've had a uh, a hit rate that they just flat out shouldn't. <laughs> There have been a couple of those that just like flat out. Nope, this shouldn't. This is no. This is not how you make decisions. This has no (laughs) real life effect on anything. And yet I was like, fuck it. (laughs) On with it. Because I played him in Madden one time and he did well. Oh, man. Um. Unfortunately, TJ Hawkinson is out for the year, moved to IR. Um, Good so night, sweet Prince. <laughs> I imagine none of the other tight ends are really going to take his place. Um, Hunter Bryant, Rashad Berry. Uh, so it's just going to be, I feel like all the receiving volume will go towards, this probably could be a boon for Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown, so. Be on the lookout for that. On the Atlanta so side. The um the only yeah. thing I'm trying to look up right now is um AJ Terrell. Yeah. I don't know if AJ Terrell shadows. Um I don't think he I don't no, believe he does. No. So I think I'd be more inclined to play Amon Ra. But I don't know if I would play Josh Reynolds this week. Uh, AJ Terrell is a very, very good corner. And I expect that he would cover Josh Reynolds more than he would cover um, Amon Ra. AJ also plays Madden, huh? Oh, shit. Imagine, imagine that's how he decided who he was covering every week. (laughs) He sits down on Tuesday and he's like, all right, coach, give me 20 minutes. And he's like... Damn, Josh Reynolds had 200 yards, four touchdowns in this game. Coach, I got him. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we have no other talent on this defense, so, like, you call the shots. Yeah, like, 
Okay, buddy. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're still going to give up 40 points. <laughs> like, yeah, but not to Josh Reynolds, huh? Oh, really? All right. I get, yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, on the Falcons side, speaking of them, Cordero Patterson had a lackluster week, although he had a touchdown that was called back very, very strangely. I, I, I could have sworn it was a touchdown, but um, as I a result, heard that comment made a couple times this week. I haven't watched the touchdown, so I'm going to look that highlight up right now. Um, so he, so he still remains the only one that you start this uh, on this team. I feel like um, you're kind of still stuck with Kyle Pitts, but like, hopefully, you have found other options by now, and. That's it, right, Sean Cordero and and Pitts, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know that Pitts has been hard to to deal with this year. Uh, as a Pitts dynasty manager, I'm not sure how I feel about him right now. Uh, <laughs> I love him going forward, but he's definitely been kind of painful this year. Um, the trade block, Sean, for you course your entire team oh shit actually that might that might be good for me <laughs> yeah you'd actually have a player available to play <laughs> yeah um, um those who held he might be the most red fantasy football squad i've ever seen oh yeah it's bad it's real bad uh my dynasty team is not looking great but hey you know what rest up guys rest up for next year because we're gonna kill it and yeah I'm... like your team should be good next year for sure i'm just hoping to flip iuke for a for a first rounder i got no picks next year in the rookie pit in the rookie draft although I, i'm looking at the 2022 like rookies and there doesn't seem to be a lot of good offensive pieces in this draft class so I don't know. The issue is that there's like the guys at the top are all very good, but that's it. Like there's like the guys at the top are all defenses, right? Uh, like of actual NFL draft, yeah. But I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like uh fantasy draft, like Brees Hall, Drake London, um, London, Traylon Burks, Drake London, um, Traylon Burks, Kenneth Walker. Isaiah Spiller, there's there's good running backs and good wide receivers in this draft, but there's like eight total. You know, how Very... good can he be at fa- at football if his name is Walker? I mean, if his name was Chris Runner, maybe. Hmm. Scratching him off my draft list. <laughs> uh. Analysis. Dana dana. <laughs> Quality uh, analysis. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I, I haven't looked into the, those guys enough yet, but to get I'm sure uh, we will during the off season. To get us back on track here, um, the um, Kyle Pitts experience this year has been tough, but he's been doing decent in the yardage portion of things, and it's the Detroit Lions. This is going to be the matchup where you're going to be happy playing him. I feel like we say that a lot with Kyle Pitts and it's just still all Cordero Patterson. Yeah, I mean, the issue is that like as good as Kyle Pitts might be, 
And like he is good if you watch his film, like, yeah, there's a lot of talent here. Um, when when your top receiving options are a rookie tight end and a thirty year old running back, <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Uh yeah. Um, okay. That does it. Oh, and if you held Calvin Ridley hoping he'd come back at any day now. Uh sucks to be you. Mental illness. Not to be taken lightly. Um, <laughs> Turns out Baltim- there's no timeline on recovery. <laughs> Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Joe Mixon is out with the left ankle sprain, considered week to week. Um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, lackluster week, along with everyone else in fantasy. But um, what do you think of Cincinnati in this game? Can can they bounce back? They're playing Taylor Huntley or Tyler Huntley. Uh, this week, so maybe, but yeah, definitely. Um, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are gonna have a great week. Joe Mixon will have a great week. The Baltimore Ravens defense is really bad. They've been very strong against the run. I'll give them that credit, but they have no corners left. Like, and this is uh, like. Everyone's kind of giving John Harbaugh a really hard time right now, um, which, you know, keep doing that. But uh, <laughs> souls, souls, uh, he, he's gone for two, two weeks in a row. No, two out of the last three weeks, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, to decide the game. And unfortunately for them, very fortunate for the rest of the people. Um, it's not worked <laughs> out. And they've lost yeah. those two games. That's but, crazy. Yeah, it is pretty nuts. Um, his reasoning, though, is mm-hmm. because of how bad their secondary is. Like, if your head coach is saying, I'm going for two because our secondary is so injured, what he's saying is, I'm going for two because the other team is going to score a touchdown in overtime. <laughs> That's what he's saying. And like yeah. good on him for fucking being aware of that. So yeah, try and decide it in those situations because it's like, if this works, we win. If it doesn't work, we lose. And if we go to overtime, we're fucking losing because <laughs> they couldn't stop a, a fucking, I got nothing right now. I have no idioms. But they are really bad, and the receiving threats of the Bengals will do very well this week. Uh, Raven seconding. Raven secondary is like Sean with idioms right now. Eh? Oh yeah, <laughs> fresh fucking out. <laughs> okay, so start your Bengals wide receivers, and then on the Baltimore's offensive side, we talked about Tyler Huntley on the waiver wire show. Um, sounds like. Uh, he's going to be the starter. I think he's a great play. And with him, Mark Andrews seems to be the only relevant piece here. And Taylor Tyler Huntley himself. Uh, I I mean, I would still start Hollywood Brown. Uh, he got he did get out um, produced. There we go. That's the word outproduced by Rashad Bateman uh, the week prior against Cleveland. But this last week against Green Bay, he had 14 targets. Uh, 
10 for 43, which is a pretty awful, like, you know, translation of 14 targets, but <laughs> that's a good amount of volume, you know? And so I, I think he's still startable even with, with Huntley. Okay. The LA Rams are playing at the Minnesota Vikings. Cooper cup is still lighting the world on fire. Um, maybe we'll have an MVP discussion sometime later on. Um, but he had just 136 yards, two touchdowns, fucking start him. I, there's no reason why you wouldn't start him at this point. Um, the other guys where, on the cast talking about Cooper cup. I don't know. <laughs> like, has there, I don't, I don't know if there's another player that's as locked in as him, except maybe Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. What a um, fucking year, man. The other players. Yeah, he's definitely, I don't know if he should be in the, he, I think he should be in the MVP conversation, but I don't know if he should be like, he'd be the winner. I don't know. Um, but the other players are kind of victims of his success, right? Like OBJ did not do that great last week. Only had one catch, only had three targets. Um, Van Jefferson, only two catches on two targets. Uh, not much production. It was against the Seahawks, so I feel like maybe they they felt like they could just run one play the entire game. You know how in Madden, you, sometimes if you play against someone really bad. Um, you can just run one play the entire game. Yeah. Um, be like, show me you can stop this and maybe I'll choose a different play. <laughs> Gun trade, uh, Y flex inside zone. And Spider Tyler two, Higby didn't. <laughs> Spider two, Y banana. Um, Obi or Tyler Higby didn't play the past two weeks. So, uh, it's just cup, right? And Stafford. I, I kind of think so. Um, yeah that you feel good about at least you know like maybe you can play how did sony michelle and daryl henderson do so michelle did well michelle did okay and henderson did not do great yeah Uh, michelle had 115 parents from scrimmage yeah two catches that's that's not bad that's a pretty good week yeah Yeah. so it's okay yeah but I think it, you can start him. But didn't Darrow Henderson... Yeah, he's coming back from a two-week absence. Um, So we thought... Wouldn't it make sense that he would get the majority carries this game, but then Michelle ended up getting it? Yeah, I mean, the... um, Sean McVay is a smart coach. And mm-hmm. I think he's seeing Sony Michelle have success and going, okay... I'm going to go with Sony Michelle because Daryl Henderson is made of glass. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I kind of think that is true. Like last year, we saw um, Henderson didn't get the full workload. You know, it was split yeah. between Malcolm Brown, Henderson, and Cam Akers. And this year, yeah. Henderson has gotten a lot of the workload until they got Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that. I think McVay knows that Henderson can't handle that much work. Right. Um, on the minutes. So to, to wrap up the Rams here, I, I, it's just cup and Stafford. I feel like that you can start and maybe Michelle. I think you can is, start Michelle is what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not Henderson. I, 
you can still take the shot on Henderson, right? Like, yeah, just you're a lot more like than you were three, four weeks ago. Yeah. On the Minnesota side, Adam Thielen was limited in practice this Wednesday. Huh, mm. Would you look at that? This you is think great he's news. Feeling better. <laughs> I hope he's feeling great. <laughs> um, so he he tried to play in Week 15, but after warmups, he he uh, was inactive. So monitor his practicing on Thursday and Friday. If he gets full practices in, it could be a good time to start him. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Justin Jefferson, obviously, start, and Kirk, still a solid QB start, and Dalvin Cook, obviously. Any other guys you like in this game? KG Osborne, Tyler Conklin. Um, Osborne didn't do that well, even without Thielen there. I mean, I still like Neither Osborne did Conklin. without Thielen, though, um, especially in a matchup with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you're just going to need to spread the ball around a little more. But if if Thielen plays, yeah, it's just Thielen, and I wouldn't start Osborne or Conklin. If he does miss, though, I, I don't mind firing up Osborne. Okay, the Buffalo he, he Bills had a bad yeah. week this last week. Um, so right, like against uh, Chicago, yeah, mm-hmm. he had only uh, twenty one receiving yards uh, on three targets and receptions. But you have yeah. to remember. As that means he had 25% of the offense's receiving yards. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that Kirk Cousins threw for 87 yards in that game? No. On 24 attempts? Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fucking weird game. <laughs> um. The Buffalo Bills are playing at the New England Patriots, the AFC matchup of the season. Um, Josh Allen did okay last week. Did okay. He did pretty well. Um, And Stefan Diggs, obviously. Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis had a really, really good game in Emmanuel Sanders' absence. Um, We kind of expect that to continue. I think Gabriel Davis is a pretty talented receiver. Dawson Knox continues to be the Sanders, hit or miss. Uh, Sanders also may miss this game, and Cole Beasley will definitely miss this game because he yeah. uh, tested positive for COVID, and he's an idiot, um, so he's out 10 days minimum. <laughs> um, you know, Sean, I just, I really think that we should have the right to choose, you know? Listen, man, if you have your feelings about being unvaccinated, like, we can disagree, whatever. Make sure you don't sound as fucking dumb as Cole Beasley does. Because, like, <laughs> dude has his beliefs and and just fucking blows at talking about them. Yeah. He is so fucking stupid. He said, uh, the virus isn't what's keeping me out of this game. The rules are. <laughs> like, yeah, jackass. You yeah. murdering someone didn't put you in prison. The rules did. Mm. What mm. a fucking excellent point you just made. <laughs> oh my god. He is dumb dumb. <laughs> Guns don't. <laughs> Guns don't keep people out of games. People keep people out of games. Yeah. 
Um, Dawson Knox continues to be the up and down fantasy asset that he is. You're pretty much just hoping for a touchdown with him. So uh, pretty good tight end production given the tight end landscape. Um, So I would say continue rolling him out if you got him and if you need him. Josh Allen and Devin Singletary had a pretty good game um, in Zach Moss's absence. Uh, 86 yards, one touchdown, also had a catch for 10 yards. Um, got 22 carries, one one target. So against New England, you think you think he'll repeat, Sean? I cannot in good faith recommend a Buffalo Bills running back. Yeah. Yeah, it's just such a fucking shit show every week. Like, obviously, I think Devin Singletary is the most talented guy there because I have functioning eyes. But um, <laughs> it's just such a shit show every week. Like, Zach Moss was the guy for, like, six weeks in a row, and it's just been a healthy scratch every week for the last three weeks. And it's like, what? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the decision-making here? What is going into these decisions? What is going into these personnel designs and makeups? And um, I mean, we could sit here and go, yeah, Devin Singletary, he's a great start this week. And then uh, the Bills can decide to roll Zach Moss because they're like, well, we need the bigger back who's more of the grounded pound guy for New England. And then everyone's like, what the fuck happened to Devin Singletary? Why did Zach Moss get 22 carries? (laughs) I just I can't recommend Devin Singletary in good conscience. I understand that you might be in a position where you need to roll him out, and if you do, fine. It's like there's enough good arguments to roll him out, but you will not hear me say, yeah, you should. Don't try to start him. Start him if you have to. Exactly. Yeah. On the other side, um, the New England Patriots... Uh, Damien Harris was limited in Wednesday's practice, so this is also good news. Definitely monitor his practice schedule if he comes back. I think he's a pretty surefire start here. Um, Very weird I that mean, he missed this game because he got the hamstring injury, they had the bye week, and then he got some limited practices in last week. Yeah. And then was declared out. Not enough, I guess. Very weird. Too limited. Um, the only person that kind of did well last week on the Patriots was Mac Jones. Um, and I think the story is the same for the Patriots. If Damon Harris is in, you start him. If not, don't start anyone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I mean, you can take the shot on Kendrick Bourne if you expect that they'll have to like actually play football this time instead of like two or three weeks ago when they just ran the ball 60 fucking times or whatever bullshit the number that was. Yeah. All right, Sean, if you had to choose Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar or Jacoby Myers, you would pick him pick Bourne. Yes. If I need the upside, if I need a floor, I think I'd go Myers. You know what that was, Sean? Born ultimatum. <gasps> Nani. <laughs> um, Jesus okay, Christ. that's it for... Th- that's Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Jacksonville versus the Jets. Uh, Can we not? 
We could not. You want to skip this? Yeah, I think so. We can, we can <laughs> skip it. Start James Robinson. Urban Meyer's gone. Start him. He's back to being James Robinson. And like, uh, start no one on the Jets. I kind of I mean, all think. the entire Jets have COVID, right? Fifteen Jets tested positive for COVID today. Yeah. That is over 25% of the active roster size. They might, I, they probably have to post this game, huh? Or postpone this game. They're not going to fucking postpone this game. No? No, because it's the Jets and the Jags. If it was any two teams that were more relevant, yeah, they'd postpone (laughs) this game. But they are sitting here going, who fucking cares? (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. It's probably just going to be as as good as it would have been. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. I guess keep an eye on this situation because, like, maybe you're like me and you have to decide on maybe possibly starting Zach Wilson in a in a plus matchup. <laughs> so monitor like it, I guess. Yeah. I um, think the only person we actually would recommend to play in this matchup is James Robinson. And then, like, I guess whatever Jets running back is healthy on Sunday and doesn't have COVID. Yeah. Which uh, that could be, for those of you listening at home, it could be Austin Walter. That is exactly who I was going to say. LaMichael P. Ryan. We know him. Or Nick Bodden. Don't know that one. Nick Bodden. Bodden. Or Ty Johnson or Tevin Coleman or Michael Carter. Or yeah, someone from Carter the defense. Positive. Oh yeah, he's definitely out. No, or because like, who fucking knows at this point? But yeah, yeah, who knows? It's a mess. Or it could be fucking I don't know someone on defense. Elijah Vera Tucker. Everyone on the running backs core. Random dude that they signed off the street. Because it'll yeah. be like, well, we need someone that technically says running back. Oh, you know who'd be great. Frank Gore. Oh, man. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. What's he doing right now? I don't know, but this weekend he's going to rush for three and a half yards of carry. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Okay, next game. New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Sterling Shepard has a torn Achilles. going to be out for the year. Um. Danny Dimes looks like He's still going to be out, but no long-term worries with the Nick, um, said he, Daniel Jones himself. He is done for the year, though. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm. Bro, is there okay, and that anyone does... on the Giants you start? <sighs> like, Devontae Booker has know. outscored Saquon Barkley recently. Really? Yes. What is, are we in the upside down here in New York? Are, yeah. I don't, they're, we're playing in New Jersey. (laughs) It's the secret the whole time. That's why they suck. Like, (laughs) you really want to dunk on your opponent and start Jake from State Farm. Yeah. Just, (laughs) just throw the fucking towel in from the get go and be like, I can't win. My entire team has COVID. GG. GG, man. 
Um, on the Eagles side, is not there anyone? Much. I don't think there's anyone. How do we like, feel Saquon, about Saquon Barkley? Saquon's not a start your stud at this point, right? I mean, he had a great Ugh. game two weeks ago, but oh, like, man, dude, he had it was mostly off receiving yards. Like he had three catches, um, and a receiving touchdown. Other than that, he didn't do much. Uh, do you start Devontae Booker? Maybe he didn't do that much better than Saquon though. In in PPR, Saquon scored nine point four, Booker scored ten point two. Yeah. Week prior, Quan scored eighteen point five, Booker twelve point four. Week prior, thirteen point four. 9.4. I don't want to start either of these guys. Yeah. I don't like a want... sad running back by committee at this point. Yeah, I don't want the Giants backfield. I barely want the Giants backfield as it is. I don't want the Giants backfield split. Yeah. Ugh. Huh. Guess making the players run fucking laps because they got into a fight at practice didn't really, really work out, huh? Yeah, I guess not, huh? <laughs> Um, on the other side, the Philadelphia Eagles, it's not much prettier, let me tell you. Um, Jalen Hurts, he had a great game in Week 15 against Washington, but he was he's limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, this might be okay. This might just be a like a rest day for for players. Um, Miles Sanders did not practice on Wednesday, and. Devonta Smith has kind of been lackluster as of late. Not much production in the past month. Who do you like in this game, Sean? I mean, Jalen Hurts, I feel like you start if he's out there. But, like, that's about it, right? Um, You start Jalen Hurts. I think you can start Miles Sanders. Um, Dallas Goddard, though. Uh, Dallas Goddard's been pretty good these last two, three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. he's He's really had, like... Very good game. He had the goose egg in week 12, but uh, the week following, he had over 100 yards receiving. Uh, last night, two touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, wow. Um, so I, I, I get it that Goddard like goosed and that it's just like, uh, it's tough to tough to do it after a goose on any yeah. player, but. Uh, um, he didn't actually goose. I'm sorry. He did get one point. So in PPR. Yeah. Half he, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One catch for uh, no yards. Yeah. Real fucking <laughs> awesome stat line there. <laughs> um, lots of injuries in this next game. Tampa Bay versus Carolina. Both players or both teams are still in playoff contention. Believe it or not. The five and nine Fuck. Carolina Panthers are in playoff contention still. Um. But anyways, Chris Godwin has a torn ACL out for the year. Very unfortunate. Same with, uh, not same with, but Mike Evans is also injured hamstring strain week to week. Um, Same with Leonard Fournette, hamstring strain. He's going to be out two to three weeks, though. And Antonio Brown will be back. He will be the primary receiver here, I imagine. Um, Bruce Arians said he looks like he did before the ankle injury, so that's good news. And Ronald Jones, we talked about him on the waiver wire show. He's going to be the primary back here. Um, and despite Tom Brady not having the best week last week, I still think you'd roll him out, right? Um, 
the Tom Brady yeah. revenge game and all that against fucking the two headed monster that is Carolina. Um, so I guess the only thing to talk about here is Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. Um, you like any of these guys? Would you roll any of them out? Um, it could just be the AB show, you know. Uh, I don't mind AB, but yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not terribly thrilled to to like play any of these receivers. Um, Donald Jones is someone who I'm kind of interested in, but also Panthers have been a good run defense. Yeah, but I think they're gonna fucking stomp the Panthers and. Yeah, like maybe they do, but it's still like, uh, it feels tough to to get too excited about, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would start Brady. I think he'll find a way to get it done this week. Um, but I'm not sure. I want to start any of these receiving options. Okay. And the Carolina Panthers are undefeated, so start everyone on the team, no matter what. And moving on. The LA Chargers are playing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we'll but it's about okay. The Panthers. We can. We'll talk we about, can do it. <laughs> we'll talk about Wish the Panthers briefly. Um, he says Matt, tears. <laughs> Matt Rule. The Panthers community has really turned on Matt Rule, and I, I gotta say, I'm right there with them. Um, the constant starting of different quarterbacks. This week, Rule says. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Rule says Cam Newton will start Sunday. And have a major role. Okay, great. All right, Sam Darnold's back, but okay. But then he also says that Sam Darnold will play at some point. Not Sam may play, or we have Sam as a backup, or whatever. Sam Darnold will play. So you're already going into the game planning to play two quarterbacks. Yeah, he's an idiot. (laughs) I'm done with him. Like... (laughs) This has to be one of the dumbest fucking quotes I've heard from a coach in yeah. in a minute. Um, that's just fucking stupid. Like, I don't, there's really no positive way to spin this. That's a bad fucking quote. Yeah. That, the, the, the indecision at quarterback, that, and the constant just throwing everyone under the bus. Like, do not take a bus in the greater Charlotte metropolitan area because there will be football players (laughs) in the road. Um, It'll be a bumpy ride. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, dude, take some fucking responsibility. Yeah, Take some responsibility. Mm -hmm. Just be like, you know what? I didn't game plan well enough. That's on me. I mean, look, Rivera was not... I'm not going to say Rivera was the best coach in the world, right? I'm not even going to say... Like he wasn't a winning coach either, but at least he he was a good person and he took responsibility for losses um, and stuff and handled it like a champ. Or like or Matt Rule, he yeah. he if he came out and said something after the game, he would be poignant. He would be pointed, and he wouldn't like throw his dudes under the bus. <clears throat> he would be like. This aspect of our game needs to needs to improve, you know, like it'd be, yeah, our offense was struggling. Um, you know, we, we didn't put our guys in position to succeed and, uh, 
we need to work on getting more out of our receiving options. Just a class act, that guy. Just, no, no, you know, oh, you know, Cam Newton uh, really, really let me down today. None <laughs> of that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Matt Rule comes from college. He can push these, like, fucking kids around um, however he wants. And then, and then now he's playing against, like, gro- grown-ass men who are millionaires um, and he can't handle it. He doesn't know what to do. I feel like that happened with Urban Meyer too. Uh, happened with Nick Saban a while back. Like I, I, I feel like the college coach to to NFL head coach pipeline is just not great. I mean, Jim it's, Harbaugh, it's, another one. Yeah, I don't. Chip Kelly. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's so tough. Like obviously, coaching is very difficult. You know. There's, there's only, there's less than 32 good coaches out there every year, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's, it's just like, I don't know, dude, try and try and sound confident at least. Yeah. You know, like these kind of, these kind of quotes, Cam will be our guy, uh, but Sam will also play like, you sound like you have no fucking idea what you're doing. Like you're sitting there going, I don't know which of these two guys I like better. Like make a fucking decision. <laughs> Take some goddamn leadership. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, you know who else? Because there's so much talent on this team. And there's I feel so like much talent. There really is. And I feel like if there was a, a more competent coach here this team would just be a lot stronger mm-hmm. you know who also came from college sean Pete carroll your boy burn it down <laughs> burn it all to the ground uh okay the me. la <laughs> the pipeline is rigged pipeline um, is a fucking mess burn it down <laughs> The Chargers are playing at the Houston Texans. Uh, Brandon Cooks placed on the COVID list. So start no Texans. Great. Um, And on the Chargers side, kind of a lackluster game from Mike Williams. Um, But I think you kind of still have to start him at this point. Right? Um, Yeah. And Keenan Allen had a fine game, so definitely still start him. And Justin Herbert, uh, same to him. Now, the real question here is Austin Eckler's absence. Um, Do you think that Justin Jackson will continue his dominance in this backfield? I imagine Justin Jackson will get the the start if if Eckler misses. Um, There's a chance Eckler still plays. If Hagler plays, you play him, as we learned last week with the, oh, I have a high ankle sprain, and I played four days later and dominated. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Justin Jackson's the guy if he misses, though. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he we, we talked about on the waiver show um, at 13 carries, one target, and that's with Austin Eckler in the game. So if he has the backfield to himself, imagine what he can do. Um, Chicago is playing at the Seattle Seahawks. 
Let's talk about Justin Fields, Sean. Two good games in a row. Um, is this is this setting us up for for disappointment? Like he did in week eight and nine. He had two games in a row, and then the next game he had a dud. Um, or is this is he back? Is he the real deal now? Is he fired up? I don't really expect a good game from Justin Fields this week. The even against the Hawks? No, because like um Nagy wants to run the ball, right? Like it's mm-hmm. that's his primary and um he won't let Justin Fields throw the football until there's like 8 minutes left in the game. Um and the Seahawks defense I think will be able to be run on and I just yeah. don't think Justin Fields will end up throwing the ball very much this game. Okay, fair enough. So start up David Montgomery. Um yeah. who didn't have the best game last week, but he's still a stud, so gotta mm-hmm. start him up. Um on the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson had a dismal performance um last week. And we warned you about Rashad Penny. I hope you didn't start him because he also had a dismal performance last week. Um, along with DK Metcalf. Metcalf wasn't dismal, but it wasn't great either. Um, Metcalf was limited in practice on Wednesday, so monitored that. Tyler Lockett is out with COVID. Um, I think he can return for this game, though. Yeah, but Pete Carroll says... Pete Carroll said on Wednesday, which is when we're recording this, um, he's closing in on being activated from the COVID-19. Okay. So Lockett might be there. So definitely start him. Yeah. I think Lockett might be the only piece that I really actually want to start on the Seahawks. He's Mm -hmm. the only piece that's been consistent. Yeah. Um, As of late, right? In the beginning of the year, he wasn't. um, I guess he was consistently bad in the beginning. He did dick, uh, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. I that's I think that's enough analysis of the Seahawks, don't you think? That's kind of an ugly game from a fantasy football perspective. Yeah. I do think Mooney will be good though. Really? Oh yeah. Uh even if Fields doesn't have to throw the ball a ton, I think Mooney will get most of the receiving volume. Um I also don't mind yeah. Cole Komet this week. Seahawks are really bad against tight ends, and he's a tight end getting volume, so he's always a fine shot considering how the tight end landscape is. Okay. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Pat Frymuth is in a concussion protocol. He's probably going to be out week 16, but um, definitely monitor that because we know how it is with concussions. It's a nonlinear timeline. Um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, both placed on the COVID-19 list. So let's start there, Sean. With Hill and, and Kelsey out, we generally say Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, and Clyde. Now it's just down to Mahomes and Clyde. Does anyone else take Hill and Kelsey's place here? Do you have any faith in Mecole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, Josh um, Gordon? So, <laughs> praise be. <laughs> I think if Hill and Kelsey miss, 
I think the only receiving threat I would want to take a shot on in this game would be Byron Pringle. Um, yeah. He's kind of kind of been the wide receiver, too, for the team. Um, and he's been, I don't know, fine when he gets targets, I guess is how I'd phrase it. Like, it, this offense really does just run through Tyreek and Travis Kelsey in the receiving game. It's very, very hard to to make yeah. a um to make a like heavily stats based projection of what would happen if those two are gone. Yeah. So uh, my gut says Pringle. Um I like I like Pringle too. He was more involved in, in Hills's absence before. Yeah. Um and he could pop this week and Sean, you know what they say? Once you pop, you can't stop. That's true. <laughs> um his name is okay, on, by Roth. <laughs> on this, but on the Steelers side, tell us what happened last week, Sean, with Tennessee. Not not many good performances out of the Steelers. Najee okay. disappointing, Deontay disappointing. Um, you know, I would love to tell you what happened, um, but this is actually the only Steelers game all year that I have not watched the majority of. Um, I watched. The first quarter, I think. And uh-huh. then I uh, went to a movie theater and watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, was that better than this game turned out to be? So much. <laughs> like, dude, seriously, wow, that movie was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. That easily one of the better movies I've seen in the last few years. Um, really yeah it was just phenomenal it the humor was Mm -hmm. incredible the emotional scenes were like brutal um Mm -hmm. the story was really well done the the whole yeah no it was awesome um and uh it, it just I had pretty high expectations and high hopes going into it, and it just knocked knocked them way out of the water. Wow. How many fantasy points did Tom Holland score in your mind? Um, I'd say he had a really good week. I'd say easily uh, easily in the, the mid to high end 20s. That's good. Um, so against KC, do you expect for the Steelers... What are you expecting? Are you expecting a bounce back game for them? Um, in which case we can start Najee and Deontay, which are the only two we're starting anyways, right? With yeah, Pat I believe out. so. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I do expect a bounce back game here. Uh, the Steelers play up to their competition. So, you know, expect a phenomenal game here. Um, and I, I am not... Being facetious when I say that, like this is classic Steelers. I don't know what the deal is, but breathe. I'll get through Sound, it. Sounds um, exhausting because that means like every game's a coin flip. It is. It's very exhausting. Um, <laughs> but like I'm actually genuinely more worried if Tyree Kill and Kelsey miss. I'm like, oh no, if they miss, we lose. Because um, <laughs> you play worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I'm 
expecting a good game. I think Kansas City is going to win this just because it'll be in Kansas City. Um, yeah. If Hill and Kelsey are out, that obviously gives the Steelers a much better chance. But yeah. Kansas City's defense hasn't exactly been great. I realize mm-hmm. that like people are like, well, oh, they've held their opponents in check. Ah, oh, they've they've dominated the offenses in their last few performances. They've kept them to under nine points three weeks in a row, except for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, like the Chargers put up twenty eight on them, and then you know the Raiders put up nine. Um, oh, classic scary offense. That one. Was that an impression of someone? What? What, what the voice you just did. I feel like it's For, some movie character. Oh, no. It was just some fucking annoying voice I came up with. I don't know. <laughs> okay. uh, y- yeah, like, oh, big scary Raiders offense. Nine whole points. They kept they kept Derek Carr in check. How impressive. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, man. God, they, they shut down the Broncos offense. Jeez. It's so impressive <laughs> that they held them to nine points. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, okay, they held the Cowboys to nine points. Um, okay. No. That whole game was a shit show. It was 19 to nine. <laughs> uh, and then, like, the Raiders again, 14 points. And then, okay, we have a, a weird week here where they beat the uh, Packers 7 to 13. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the rest of their schedule, like, there's been plenty of points scored. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I don't read into it too much. I understand why people are, like, bugging out about it. Because it's obviously, like, we have short-term memory. We're fantasy football players. But I'm not terrified of the Chiefs' offense, or defense. Which means, obviously, they'll be dominant this weekend because I said that. Um, (laughs) So, I expect Deontay and Najee to both have good games. Very long, long winded uh, explanation of that. Okay. Denver is playing at the Las Vegas Raiders. Last week, Denver had Javante Williams had uh, 15 carries, Melvin Gordon had 15 carries, and they both had terrible weeks. This week, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be out on a concussion, most likely. And tell me who you like in this game, Sean. Um, Javante and Melvin. You got to start him. Um, yep. Annoyingly, none of the Broncos receivers, right? Especially not with Drew Locke. <laughs> and Vegas, your boy Renfro, and that's it? Josh Jacobs. How's Josh Jacobs been doing? I haven't heard much about him recently. He's been pretty quietly, pretty solid. Um, yeah. In half PPR, he's had... Uh, three of the last four games above double digits, uh, with two of those being 18.2 and 19.5. Um, yep. You know, in games where he scores a touchdown, he's ve- like, you're, you're really happy with him. In games where he doesn't score a touchdown, you're usually like, eh, whatever, he didn't kill me. Yeah. I feel like Jacobs is very game script driven like if they're winning he has a good game and if they're not he just doesn't oh yeah absolutely he is very very dependent on how they're performing as a team 
Um, but, but like, it's hard to sit him, you know, like, even if yeah, you're like, I Oh, I expect him to lose this week. Like, yeah, you're not going to sit him though. You know, like, yeah, not with all these jets on COVID. Yeah. Like, especially <laughs> since you'll be missing out on Austin Walter. <laughs> um, okay. The Washington football team, speaking of Ron Rivera, it's playing against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, kind of banged up in the Washington backfield. J.D. McKissick is was placed on IR before the Week 15 game. He's going to miss three weeks, which means the rest of the fantasy season. And Antonio Gibson went into the medical tent this game. He has a toe injury, and he did not practice on Wednesday. Um, definitely Need monitor that. Antonio Gibson? <laughs> Ay. Ay. Definitely monitor him. Start him if he does play. Uh, McLaurin is questionable as well, so keep an eye out for him. That's those are the only two you start, right? Um, no, I think you start Ricky Seals Jones. I understand he had kind of a bad week this week, but like he had Garrett Gilbert throwing him the ball. I don't really think you can hold that against him. Yeah, and um, uh, honestly, like I don't, I don't know if you start Terry McLaurin. Really? He hasn't been good. He's had three, four games over over 10 points on the year. Yeah, geez. Wow. I didn't realize like, he was that bad. That's why my fantasy team didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, he's been, like, just terrible. Like, yeah. genuinely, it's brutal how bad he's been this year, considering, like, whatever unexpected of him and where he was typically drafted. Yeah. I really think he needs a downfield thrower to, to shine. He needs a good quarterback. They need a wide receiver too. They need like a good offensive coordinator. Yeah. So much has to go right for Terry. Um, it's killer. Cause he's already 26 and like he'll be 27 next year. Like, he's already kind of halfway through his career, you know? Like, right. How many more times can we sit here and say, like, well, we still believe in him. Eventually, it'll get better, right? <laughs> okay, Sean, Terry McLaurin for Kyle Pitts. What else are you giving me? Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> uh, I'll give you Ayuk, too. How about that? Tell you what. Terry and DeAndre Swift for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to have to think about that one. Probably not. Um, unless you have a first you can give me. Shit, man. you got to give me more than that. <laughs> uh, no, then it's not worth it for me. Um, yeah. And on the Dallas side. you would, yeah, I would never allow you to make a trade with me for how much I'd want for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah fair enough um on the dallas side Dal dalton schultz had a good game because he cut a touchdown because he's a tight end um dak continues Matt's his checks out <laughs> yep matt dak continues to underwhelm in these past three games um very surprising and zeke also kind of continues to underwhelm he got a touchdown this past week um, which is which kind of saved his week, but otherwise he's been 
kind of disappointing. Um, CD Lamb's been okay, but he had a he had a meh game last week, and Cooper has been meh. I, if he he caught a touchdown last week, but other than that, when he came back from his absence, um, not much great production. So this this Cowboys offense is kind of sputtering um, as of late. So who do you like in this matchup, Sean? I think just Zeke and um CD. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I don't know, I guess I guess you play Cooper too. Like I don't think you can sit Cooper. Maybe yeah, you can. I, I don't know. If you have Schultz, I feel like you're gonna start him because I don't I feel like you don't have any other option. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like would you rather start Schultz or Cole Komet? Oh, I kind of, I think you have Still, to go Schultz there. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, and that's it. And last game, Monday Night Football, we have Miami playing at the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hills, New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill didn't have a great game last week against, did but you he did play against. Game? No, I didn't. Oh my goodness, dude. These two offenses, those two offenses fucking sucked ass that night. Holy <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. Like, the Bucks defense just was good against Taysom Hill and what they were trying to do, and then that might have might be the worst game I've seen from Brady in his career. Wow. Like, Even some, he, some like, uh, in his last year as a Patriot? Yeah. Like, he looked bad. Yeah. And in like those last few in the, that last year as a Patriot, like you could tell that like, OK, no, he don't, like he obviously didn't look like great, but you could also watch and be like, well, no, he's kind of he's doing what he can. He looked yeah. bad in this game, like really mm-hmm. inaccurate throws, questionable decision making. It was it was really unlike him uh, when I was watching it. Yeah. Huh. This be the beginning of the end finally for Brady? Don't. Every time someone says it he grows more powerful. <laughs> um so Taysom Hill, I still think I'm I'm trotting him out there um against Miami. Alvin Kamara, same deal. He had a disappointing week last week. Um and he got a ton of carries. He got 11 carries. He got 6 targets. Didn't do much on them, um, but they still won. So, yeah, the game was just kind of a mess. I I don't think you can really factor last week in at all, honestly. Yeah. Um, and no one else. Don't even think about it. And on yep. Miami's side, the chosen one has returned. <laughs> Your boy Jalen Waddle is Waddle back. Waddle. He has uh, been activated. Yes. In his absence, Devontae Parker did okay. He caught a touchdown, 68 yards as well. Um, and Tua last week did okay. He got 19 points in in, in our league here in, in the Megla Bowl. Um, and he threw two touchdowns. So not a terrible start, not a great start either, um, especially against yeah, New Orleans, I think. Yeah. No, against the Jets. And Mike Gisecki has fallen off a cliff 
ever since ever since week eight. Yeah, I really think that, like, quite honestly, it, it's I mean, since Waddle really emerged as like a guy like his production yeah. has plummeted. Um, he's just not getting the volume he was getting uh, because all of the volume is going to Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Like Tua tries to throw a pass to Mike Gesicki and it, <laughs> it goes like five yards down the field and then goes and then like curves like a wanted bullet and goes towards Jalen Waddle. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. think we could do that in real life. That's right. I just made a wanted reference in 2021. Someone out there is real fucking happy, Sean. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, man, I love that movie. The curved uh, bullets. It's so cool. And the best running back last week for Miami was Duke Johnson. Ga- oh. <laughs> Remember Duke Johnson, Sean? I love Duke Johnson. I will always go to bat for Duke Johnson. Uh, he looked pretty good out there. He's um, always even looked with, pretty good. Even with Gaskin in the game. It's it's Duke Johnson has to be one of the most underrated, disrespected running backs in the league because he's always been pretty fucking solid. And I'm like, I'm not even sitting here saying he's really good. I'm just sitting here saying how the fuck has this guy been on a practice squad and bounced around the league this year? But <laughs> but the Texans have, you know, the local fucking retirement home as their backfield. <laughs> and they wouldn't sign Duke John. What, were they afraid? Were they like, no, he might give us too good of a chance? Yeah, going for that pick. Yeah. Ah, it's frustrating. <laughs> um, Okay, so this backfield, who do you start? against new orleans do you start duke johnson no i honestly think you don't start anyone this week um from this backfield new orleans has been really good against the run um okay they've been a tough team to run on and they've been very easy to throw on so i just i wouldn't take the shot on any of these guys Uh, i wouldn't i just wouldn't um if you have to take a shot on anyone i I think it's Duke Johnson. Um, I wouldn't be saying this if it weren't for the fact that they officially signed him to the 53-man roster. They did. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a sign that they like him. But really, really try not to play anyone in this backfield, not in this game. (laughs) Someone will probably have a decent performance, but I think it's just too much of a gamble. Could be Jared Dokes. It could be. Okay, that about does it for fantasy football. One last before thing before we, uh, we go, Sean. Before we do, I would like to share an incredible quote from Jalen Waddle. Ooh, if okay, I can. let's hear it. Let's hear it, yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddle said, and I quote, I'm going to go to Tua's house for Christmas. Hopefully he got some gifts. He don't even know I'm coming over there. <laughs> man. That's fucking great, man. <laughs> <laughs> well... That's that's some friendship right there, you know? Right. Like, that's fucking yeah. wholesome as shit, man. <laughs> also, you know who's on this team? Alan Hearns. Never hadn't heard that name in a while. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. 
Are you sure uh, he's still technically on this team? Like, he didn't get waived? I'm pretty sure he's here. Oh my god, um, he is. He's on IR. He is. Mm -hmm. Wow. How old is he now? He's 30 years old. Wow. <laughs> the career that never... The Hall of Fame career that never was. <laughs> um, okay, that, does, that about does it for our show. One last thing before we go, Sean. The answer to our quick question from the beginning, which was, how many munchkins were cast in the Wizard of Oz? I said 45. Sean, you said 20. You ready for the answer? I think so. Da -da 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 -da. 124. Oh, my God. 124. Each munchkin made $50 per week. Toto, the dog, made $125 a week. Wow. That's crazy. 124 munchkins. Man, we are not remembering that scene correctly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, for real. Holy Like, crap. I originally imagined over 100, like, just a sea of munchkins. But then I'm like, mm, that's an old movie. I feel like they wouldn't ask that many people. Yeah, I just like, assumed I was misremembering. I, I, yeah, I, that's crazy, man. That's a yeah. lot of fucking people. Yeah. Holy shit. Also, uh, you brought up how much they were paid. Do you know how much Judy Garland was paid per week during that movie? Only $500. What? Mm-hmm. Ugh, what a robbery. Do you know how much the Scarecrow and the Tin Man were paid? How much? $3,000 a week. What? Mm-hmm. Were they, like, big at the time? They were fairly big actors, yeah. Oh. They were also yeah. men. Um, mm. There you go. Yeah. Um, not fun fact. Don't ever look up Judy Garland's life story. Just don't. Oh, is it really sad? Oh, my God, dude. That poor fucking girl. Just what a beautiful human being that had such a horrendous life. Yeah. But hey, the munchkins were fun. <laughs> um, before we go, Sean, do you have a batshit crazy prediction for us? Oh man. Um you know, last week didn't quite work out for me. And now we're hey, you know what? It's batshit crazy. It's not on you. Hey, it is. And you know what? That game was closer than I think it had any right to be, being completely honest. Um, so we take those. We, yep. Uh, I honestly, I don't know if I have a batshit insane prediction this week, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling weirdly confident in Carolina this week. Ooh. Um, and I know there's back-to-back picks for Carolina, but I, th I really think they can pull this one out, especially with how injured the bucks are. <laughs> so wow. I think that's going to be my, my most likely prediction. But, um, now Sean, be honest. Are you saying this because you swapped out a quarterback once in Madden and won the game. No, I'm not. 
but I might have to give that a shot. <laughs> no, part of me wanted to say I think Texans are going to beat the Chargers, but, you know, even I had to be like, all right, calm that down. <laughs> all right, relax. Relax. <laughs> but okay. if the Texans beat the Chargers, I'm taking full credit for it next week. Um, because you said it. Because yeah. I said it. Uh, I yeah, do kind of... I we'll think we'll back edit the show. What's that? We'll back edit the show if that happens. We'll put, yeah, We're not above yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I do think my pick this week will be uh, for batshit insane prediction will be Carolina beats Tampa Bay. Hell yeah. Let's go. Keep pounding. And also somehow gets eliminated from the playoffs this week. <laughs> oh, that'd be the dream. Um, <laughs> If you want to follow our show at Footfools Pod is our handle on Twitter. You can follow me at Richard Yan FF and you can follow Sean at Aztecar, A-Z-T-E-K-A-R. For those of you who are still in the playoffs, good luck. For those of you who are in the toilet bowl like I am, good luck as well. We hope you don't get that punishment. Um, we'll catch you guys next week for the championship. Peace. Peace. <laughs>